and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, let's do it. Let's create amazing legacy. Legacy Builders, welcome back to another show. I'm so excited to be back with you. Another amazing guest, a conversation, a beautiful connection, and I've had the blessing to be able to be on her show and her energy and the way that she serves her audience definitely stood out to me. So I'm so blessed to have her here and uh, really leverage her expertise around building your financial house for women CEOs, especially that's the work that Angela does. Um, so Angela, thank you so much for coming on and uh, looking forward to hearing more around your area of expertise and also the amazing wisdom that you'll be able to share with us. Yes, thank you so much for having me today. It's an absolute pleasure. So Angela, I usually start off uh, my um, interviews with asking my guests a question around their uh, impactful purpose. Can you share with us a few of the most meaningful moments that lead you to the work you're doing today? Yeah, so for me, um, I'm a survivor of childhood abuse and poverty. And so growing up in that type of environment, I always understood that money is a tool. And I really wanted to spend time learning about this tool so that perhaps when I'm older, that I would live a different lifestyle than when I started as a child. So that was very impactful for me. And it really kind of led me on a lifetime journey to discover more about money and how to utilize it and thinking of it as a tool instead of an emotional attachment that a lot of people have when it comes to their own money. Yeah. I love it. It's absolutely a tool, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't always uh, we did not always receive the right modeling or the right education to be able to also leverage it for our uh, purposes and the things that we want to do in life. So I love that you do this work, and I, I also know my personal experience with overcoming some of the, some of those money blocks and money mindset shifts that I know are so important when you're able to grow and think like an entrepreneur and grow a legacy and build a business. So um, let's go right into the topic with building your financial house. So what does that mean to you? What are some of the things we need to consider when we're actually focusing on building our financial house for more freedom, creativity, you know, depending on where everybody is uh, in their journey and what they would like to do with the money, with their money as a tool to be able to uh, leverage it for their uh, unique goals and purpose. Yeah. So if you think about a house, if you're building a home, the foundation is very important because if you don't put that foundation and lay it down correctly, then the house could essentially just tumble in. And so when we're thinking about what is the foundation, there's a few things that we want to look at. Number one, we're wanting to look at what your childhood is like. What were you taught as a child about money? If it's something that was negative or if it's something that was positive, does it still make sense for you today? Is this still your truth? And it's really difficult to 
you know, just replace that with a thought. It's like a muscle. And so you have to continue to exercise that muscle constantly. So number one, looking at what that mindset looks like. Number two, where are you at today? It's impossible for us to figure out how to move forward without figuring out where you are today. And so when we're looking at that piece of your foundation, it's what is your income? What are your expenses? And how can we create more cash flow in your own life and in your business and your personal life so that you can have your goals? And so once we've worked on mindset, we figure out where we are today. The third piece of the foundation is setting goals. And when I set goals, what I love to do is think about when I accomplish that goal in the future. So say, for example, you want to buy a home. What does that feel like to you? Who is there celebrating in your accomplishment of that goal? And when you tie your mind to that heart, you're going to reach that goal so much quicker, so much faster. And when you get there, you really feel like you've accomplished something. And that helps to change that mindset around money because now it's just a tool, a tool you're using in exchange to get to that goal. You're using money to buy a house. You're using money to get out of debt. And you still have an emotional attachment to it. But instead, we're going to think about it as a tool instead of, you know, that that ugh, that icky feeling that sometimes women get around money. So really want to focus on those three those three key points when you're building your financial house. Yeah, I love all the three and the way that you just aligned all of those three for us, just like steps uh, and ha- being able to connect that with the foundation piece. I think uh, that connects with me as well, because I talk about building a, a business foundation as well, because just like anything, if we're building something to last without a foundation, it's going to break tomorrow. So, you know, instilling, uh, you know, instilling these things in our lives is really important to be able to sustain the results that we get to keep. So I love that you mentioned that. Angela, what comes up for me around, you know, this specific topic is the experience that sometimes we feel as women, especially I don't know what it is, maybe based on our nature, we want the security, right? And sometimes when you are, well, not sometimes, but all the time, if you want to grow in your business, you know, a certain level of risk, I mean, we try to calculate the risk, right? But a certain level of risk and courage is absolutely necessary to be able to invest ahead of time so that we're getting that ROI in the back end as we're growing our companies. What are some of the, what are some of the mindset shifts that you feel that we probably need to make or that you've made as an entrepreneur or even the clients that you've helped um, that is going to help us overcome some of that certainty mindset um, and then be able to open up our worlds to more opportunities so that we leverage the opportunities that come alongside so that we get to scale and grow our businesses. Yeah. So so one of the first things I talk about is when you're having that insecure feeling, right? Where is it coming from? And usually it's just from a lack of education. So if you're looking to invest, you're going to pick an avenue, you know, whether that's the stock market, real estate investing, what is it that you want to invest in? And then you have to take a inventory of yourself. How risk do you, how much risk do you want to take? Some of us are conservative and I'm very conservative in my investments. I seek information first. So I become a student, I get the information, I invest in my own knowledge first before I start doing that investing. And what I find is the more information that I get, the more clarity that I get, the more confident I get, the less I have that 
insecure feeling because I've co I'm coming from that investment now from a knowledgeable perspective. So that's always my first thing is you want to invest in your own education, your own knowledge first so that you can gain confidence. And perhaps maybe this isn't going to be something that you're going to do, you know, by yourself always find a mentor. I love what you teach. You know, um, when you talk about having a coach in a coaching program, you want to seek out someone who's an expert in that field and really make sure that they are experts because there's a lot of people out there that can say, you know, they're a coach or they teach you something, but I want to see proof. So finding out how to get proof from either past clients or maybe they, you know, ask them about their investments. What have they been successful in? What have they not been successful in? Because a true coach will share with you how they have failed in the past too and how they want to teach you not to fail in that same regards, right? And so when you take that time to get the information and seek a mentor, it really does help with that insecurity so that you can move forward. And whether it's, you know, investing in your business, Find someone who's done it before. And as women, like we are so willing to help other people, but for some reason, we don't want to ask for help. And so you have to give yourself permission to seek the information, to ask for the information, and to find a mentor. Now, I'm not saying like take up tons of their time. I'm not advocating for that at all. But if you find someone that's doing something that you want to learn more about, figure out how to make it a win-win. Maybe you're going to send them referrals in exchange for some of their time if you don't yet have the money to invest in a coach and mentor. But, you know, YouTube, YouTube's got so much free information, podcasting, so much free information. If you truly want to learn, the information is out there, but it's really up to you to take the action, to put in the time and just invest in yourself first so that we can become more secure in our own in our own self so that we can pursue that wealth and giving yourself permission to accumulate wealth because it's not a bad thing you're going to be able to use it for so much good whether that's charity whether that's family whether that's your future goals you're investing in your business so you can help other people it's really shifting that mindset so that when i'm investing in myself now i'm investing in all of the people around me that i can help in the future as well Oh, powerful stuff. I love that you start with education. Educate yourself. Information is everywhere. So do your due diligence to select the right investments, the right people to align with, the right everything. Because at the end of the day, I think you said it so beautifully, you have to be clear about where you are in the journey and what you need to do and gather those resources and, and align the right who's with you so that you could move forward faster towards that as the goal that you have, right? Um, so, and, and making those decisions out of that beautiful alignment actually allows for those investments to give you a higher ROI because you're doing it for the right reason and you're selecting the right people so that you don't get burned with bad investments that overpromise and that underdelivered. So I love that you share that. I say the same thing, vet, interview past clients, Google, right? Look at their thought leadership, check out their socials, do some due diligence to be mm -hmm. able to select the right people because it is a big investment. I mean, you know, and, and it's absolutely going to be worth it, but, you know, take some time. I rather always say that I love an educated client that comes to me because that is the client that I can give better results for and massive mm -hmm. transformations rather than somebody that just decided to work with me for the wrong reason. It's not about quality, quantity, it's about quality. 
I love that you brought that home, Angela, with the way that you just described that. My next question is around business models. This shows up a lot for us in, in business and and the, the uh, business models that we want to follow and charging our worth for the transformation or for the results that we're able to provide for our clients. Uh, what are some of those mindset shifts holding women back? And what are some of the new mindset shifts that we need to make? so that we align our business model with the transformative result that we're able to provide for our client and remove ourselves from the whole process. Because <laughs> I think yeah. sometimes that's what screws us up a little bit. So what are your thoughts on that? I love this question. And you probably see this a lot when you're coaching clients as well. You know, we sometimes think about there's a gap, right? Men make more. We've heard this before. But really, I challenge women on this. Instead of thinking about it from that perspective, think about it from what do I need to do to ask for more money? You know, if you're working for a job and you think that you deserve more money, women, we tend not to ask for it or we take a different approach. You know, like a man in, in the like corporate world, for example, he will ask for a raise and then prove what he can do for that raise. Whereas women, we take the opposite approach. We want to prove ourselves first, then ask for money. And we don't even ask for what we truly think we could get. But one of the things that I love to challenge business owners is when they're thinking about how to price their service, how do they price their products? Think about a number in mind. You know, if you're coaching for the first time and you think I'm going to charge $500 for this coaching program, well, I challenge you to double that number. And I know it's going to feel insecure at first because I definitely struggle with this as well when I'm thinking about pricing my programs. But when you double it, and you add value to it and you think about what does your customer really need from you? What information do you have that you want to share with them that seems like common sense? It's not common sense because that's why people are coming to you and asking you questions. So double that price in mind and know that maybe sometimes you might have to negotiate. Maybe someone's going to say no, no, not right now, but maybe they weren't the right client for you to begin with. So when you think about charging a little bit more than what you're comfortable with, at least it gives you the opportunity to negotiate and to add more value to that client so that it does become a win-win for both of us. But unless you're asking for it, the answer is always no. So you have to build confidence enough in yourself, your service, your product, your business, your career to know that you can ask for more money. It's okay. And when you tell yourself that and you give yourself permission to ask, it just sits so much better, I believe, for women because we are such a heart-centered person that asking for it becomes easier because now you're asking for a little bit more, but you know that you're going to add so much value to that client that in the long run, they're just going to be happy with your service and they're going to be referrals for you. And that's a big thing too. Yes, absolutely. I love it. And it's really around the, the boundary piece, too, because sometimes if our boundaries are, are not there and we're we're uh, taking a client just because of a scarcity mindset or we need it right? because we don't, don't really have that um, income coming in, um, that's definitely the wrong reason to be able to do it. But I also love the approach that I've always uh, followed as well uh, myself around the win-win situation. Well, let's look at opportunities of how else we can collaborate. Because when you're looking at somebody as a relationship that's viable for the long term, maybe right now, you know, it wasn't the right timing, but what else can we do to continue to support one another? And that becomes just an open heart-to-heart -heart conversation. And that's where we can articulate the results and, and the value that we add. I think that's another missing piece around the messaging. If you can, if you're clear about the results and you're confident and you have the proof, then 
that is, you know, that that's great. That will help you with a lot of your confidence piece uh, because then you you have some to show. And I think that's a challenge sometimes when you just start because you don't always have the experience and you're taking your first couple of clients. But then once you build, you know, a, a brand of people that you've helped, then it's, it's a different story, right? So I think that's how eventually we get to elevate our prices. We get to elevate ourselves. We get to improve our processes of how we give people results. And we're always evolving. We're always adding new ways to support and, and, and stick with the same uh, positioning as far as what is it that we want to get known for. So it's all absolutely connected. Angela, um, tell me a little bit uh, more around your specific process of framework and how you help women get results. So besides yeah. the mindset piece, which is very important, and I know we We've been focusing on that with the business model and then also the um, some of the mindset blocks that come our way. What else uh, do you support people with that's more practic practical around your approach and, and help empowering them with uh, their financial um, area in their lives? Yeah, so recently I have really like tripled down on podcasts. There are three and a half million podcasts out there. But if you think about it, there's also a million and a half people listening to podcasts. And when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm also listening to the commercials. I'm listening to the format and what makes sense. Um, I love the interview style. And so when I'm talking with business owners, I really do challenge them to think about creating a podcast because there's a few reasons why. One, it helps to deem you as the expert. Most podcasting apps, especially when you're starting like Zoom, they're free, right? And so utilizing a different platform to where your clients are listening to information while they're in the car, then you're targeting an audience that is not yet oversaturated, meaning there's not so many different um, people doing podcasts and doing commercials during podcasts that it's a saturated market. And it really does help deem you as the expert because if you're doing a podcast, you're talking about your own field and you're showing how you're an expert, you're talking about your experience, you're bringing on guests to help add value to the person that's listening. So I really have been challenging um, business owners to add podcasting as part of their marketing campaign. And if you time block it and if you set it up correctly, it can be super easy to add to your business without spending more money. And if you think about the listeners of a podcast, you know, they're usually higher income earners, they're educated. And if that's your avatar, if that's the client that you're looking for, then it's a great avenue. So it's really something that I've been helping clients to get their podcast launched, to help them set it up correctly so that they can, you know, add it to their business without spending a ton of time every week and figuring out, you know, how do I do this or how do I launch that or what do I need to set up? It's, there's so much automation and AI technology now that you can literally, you know, time block an hour a week and have so much content that you can produce that helps show your audience that you're the expert and you're the person that they need to go to when they have questions about the product or service that you're offering. And I think that as we evolved, especially with technology, more and more people are going to go to an audio type of format so that they can get as much information when they're on the go because there are commercials on radio, there's commercials on TV, and this is just a great way for you to be able to reach that audience where there's not a lot of people doing the same thing. Yeah, and can I just predict the future a little bit intuitively? I feel like podcasting is, is only going to get bigger and because everyone that has access to social media or an account 
it's going to be a no-brainer for brand awareness, for adding value, for building trust, all those things that are so important with everything else with, with, that we do. And it might even challenge me, it might even challenge traditional media, at least that's where I see it going. It might take a little while, but uh, now that that's the goal, it's just a matter of everything's going to align that way because everybody can, you know, be able to, to put it out so easily. And I love the fact that you shared that you could repurpose it in so many other ways. And, um, you know, you could share whatever message that you really feel compelled with people. So, yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's how I started. Um, and it's, uh, I, I just see it as a legacy product. Your work is there, sitting there. It's evergreen. Someone can listen to you like a month, a year. People find me all the time. You know, they can listen to this interview a year from now. Someone we hopefully can create some impact with them listening, right? Um, but that's that's the beauty of this. So I love the niche. I love the angle. And I love the channel of being able to impact people. Podcasting is absolutely uh, powerful. Angela, I know we can keep going on and on uh, with, with uh, all this beautiful alignment that we both have, but uh, we've actually reached the end of the show, and I usually end my show with one insightful question around one impactful life lesson that the School of Life has taught you, and also where is it that people can further continue the conversation with you today? Yeah, so I think the biggest lesson for me is we go back into investing in yourself. I have made a lot of mistakes when I have not spent the time to really become educated about either the business or the investment that I was going into. And so that's like the biggest thing that I want to drive home to your audience is making sure that you're taking time to invest in yourself and the mentor that's going to help you on your way because that's the best way for you to grow. But you have to listen and take action too. But the action part is investing in your own education. So that's the big thing for me. And I really tr truly appreciate the time that you're giving me today. If your audience wants to find me, Empower Her Money is the name of the podcast or on Instagram. I'm always providing value there and just giving away as much free information as possible to help people on their money and financial freedom journey. I love it. Definitely continue to um, continue this conversation with Angela. Check our website. And Angela is also inside our live school community as one of the most important values that I, I always live by is connection. So absolutely connect and further explore ways to whether you need the immediate support based on what Angela is offering or resources or even starting the process of no like and trust and nurturing relationships. You just never know as we all grow and evolve where can we have some meeting points in our journeys and be able to be great resources between one another. And I also want to thank you for always listening and supporting the show as it's such an important piece in all the labor that is being put and also with the times that our experts are dedicating to come and share their knowledge and expertise with you. Thank you for always supporting, sharing and subscribing it. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank you also for watching today and I will see you with another show and another amazing guest and conversation. Bye everyone. Stay blessed. Company and we care about doing more good in the world and serving our global communities. Our foundation, the Life School Mission Foundation, serves young girls and women that have um, don't have access to technology, that don't have access to education that they need, and also are living in toxic environments, get more resources around those areas of self-leadership, entrepreneurship, and entrepreneurship. Please help support our foundation by donating so that we can 
support more amazing souls. For every client or student that comes through the live school, we pay back the same service. We give that back to one young woman or a young girl so that we can help support them in those three areas. If you'd like to make any donations, check out our website at Lona Lopari Coaching slash the Life School Mission Foundation or send us an email at lifeschoolmission at gmail.com. We appreciate your support in this very important